Well, hi there, everybody. Sorry to interrupt your other podcasts that you're listening to, but a little uh, fun announcement to make here. Casey, in summertime, we'd like to get up to some antics. And those antics would involve getting a bunch of nerds together and doing what nerds do best, yelling at each other. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So we are going to do Nerd Debate live this year. <gasps> Nerd Debate 5 live. There we in go. Person. Boom. That yes. is the subtitle. We just came up with it. We will be doing this at the amazing Bullfinch Brew Pub here in Syracuse, New York. So find all the information that you need at our social media or at nightshiftradio.com. We've drank Bullfinch's beer before. Dave, the brewmaster at Bullfinch, makes amazing beers. Check out the amazing stuff that's happening in Bullfinch. You can go to bullfinchbrewpub.com. Come join us on Saturday, July the 29th at 730 and be sure to be ready to listen to a bunch of nerds <laughs> argue with each other. Yeah. All right, we're going to leave your podcast now. Goodbye. <laughs>
how it went. How because it? I don't, I'm pretty sure like hardly any D&D podcast is going to do that. No, no one. I mean, hardly who, any It's such tabletop, a niche yeah. idea. Yeah. Any, hardly any tabletop RPG related site is going to uh, probably do anything about the movie. Barely any coverage. Barely any coverage. I bet every single person with a YouTube channel, podcast, or blog is mm-hmm. like, yeah, I don't have to create any content for this week. Yeah, exactly. Just get to watch a movie and talk about it. <laughs> exactly. Offer yet another opinion on it. Yeah, exactly. Well, in contrast, we could watch the 2000 Dungeons and Dragons movie, which again, neither of us have seen. That's true. We'll do so, it all. Why don't we just make that a series? We could also have a bonus episode. That could be we should also do a bonus our, episode. Yeah. Okay. There we go. We Another peek behind the planning curtain from the fourth pillar of play. Exactly. Which is on the but fly. So let's go. That's to behind the curtain. Towns. Yes. What's in front of the curtain is the city of Point Reach. Yes. As we've already said, sitting upon multiple spans over a canyon, cascading with waterfalls, framed mm-hmm. with arcane magical jungles, and. Uh, raging uh beneath above a raging uh yep. river that leads out to an emerald sea yeah or sapphire sea eh, some sort of really cool sounding sea yeah yeah and then what with a giant floating with a giant floating castle castle like castle slash university looking with thing, a yeah. single lever mm-hmm. the one lever. In place yeah, the one lever <laughs> the one bit of poor planning they never got around to correcting okay i'm gonna tell you though when yeah. when we write it out yeah. and everything i am going i have already decided that one of their security measures for this is they are going to have a very fancy lever with like lots of like arcane runes and everything oh yeah the honey that pot it really lever, draws right? it's but it's a honeypot lever yeah, yeah totally it's not it's it's not someone goes to pull that lever and they get the full yzma mm-hmm. lever. yes yeah, totally so but first we in our last episode we discussed um, more of the elements of what are in a city, and we talked mm-hmm. about the architecture, the culture, the clothing, and everything like that. For the city of Point Reach, we discussed the climate, and now we get to actually discuss some districts. So this is the back half of Chapter 2 of Campaign Builder Cities and Towns from Cobalt Press, and the districts section of the chapter goes through different popular districts from fantasy cities where we can determine if we need them or not. And then there's some details and things like that that we can put in with them. So let's jump in and look at some of these districts, shall mm-hmm. we? Yeah. Um, it basically breaks down to uh, docks, a docks district, mm-hmm. a government district, a do-do-do-do-do, not a do-do-do-do-do district. Yeah. Um, the, the, that one is very long. The guard district, a market district, religious districts, and residential districts, and then last but not least, the most fun of them, the sewer underbelly district. Yeah. So. Okay. We'll wait till we get there. I just, I find the concept of an entire district of religious districts interesting. That I don't think that we'll necessarily have that. Yeah. Yeah. There might be a district where they, well, again, let's, let's, yeah, let's, let's go because we've done this for you. The docks. Our city is not on a river. Or right. It is on a river. It's, it's on not a river. On it's an not an ocean. Yeah. Right. Exactly. But it's also wicked high above the river. Mm-hmm. So, a docks district is supposed to be where um, goods traveled by water come into and out of the city. Yeah. So we have here 
Oh, it says there's a passage. Rather than omit this district in a landlocked cities, consider the surrounding geography and how the cities people might adapt. Maybe the city sits on the edge of a vast desert. It's sand frequently tossed about by powerful winds. Sailate boats, skiffs. Okay, so our docks district doesn't have to be traditional docks. Okay. So that means we could have a theoretical dock district where goods come into and out of the city on the colossal expanse. Maybe one of the sections of the colossal expanse is is a preserved section of causeway specific for goods coming into the city to make sure that you know the lane is preserved so that the city is never without its resources. I'm all tell me I your thoughts. Know. I'm kind of picturing could there also be like I mean how how long is a trip? How long are we estimating a trip from the colossal expanse, you know, from up to down? Like how long does that take? Um I think it depends on the method with which they're going up and down. Mm-hmm. If you're using stairs, yeah, a long, long time. Yeah. If you're using lifts, a long time. Yeah. If you're using magic, a short time. If you're flying on a beast, a short time. Because I well, imagine I, it being a couple hundred feet off the ground. Yeah, I just this, like the idea yeah. of like various like pirate, almost not necessarily pirate, but like I'm I, again very half baked because this is we were saying it. I was trying to logistically fix it. It'd be kind of interesting to have competing almost elevator captains like a like a complicated because the the expanse under it is available to you so mm-hmm. if you want to create your own design for like and like a mass elevating you know to to carry supplies quicker and safer rather than oh do the i stairs. see what you're saying and you know you could build oh into another section i don't know i just think it'd be oh neat. so this is a competing like a competing commerce yeah yeah and, like well different. we've developed we this is this is our lift it's built on our land it goes straight down to the river Mm-hmm. for, although I don't know how useful the river is for getting things into the city, but it would be useful for getting things out of it. Right. Because um, the river comes down out of the mountains and then it goes straight out to the sea. To the, well, to the sea. because I guess I'm thinking that you have the three options. Like if you have, if, you know, let's, let's say if you're, you know, if you're completely poor, you're probably using the stairs to move your mm-hmm. stuff up and down. Um, and I would think if you're kind of middling in your wealth, you would use this kind of elevator type system and different people can claim to get you down there faster and then if you got more then you can fly like you said you could use magic mm-hmm. or something because right. we already did that economic difference right like sure i don't know just kinda, well, i like that so i kind of see the idea of all these elaborate you know almost like making you think of it as a as like a ship but it's these different la- like you could travel down like train cars except they go up and down yes you know like, like you could travel in style while we take your cargo down or Oh, that's good. I think it'd be pretty neat. So most cargo coming out of the city is going to go along the colossal expanse. Yeah. So that's our caravans. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, they travel along the colossal expanse. They're done in traditional caravans. Things going down to any sort of ground level travel mm-hmm. then would have the, well, how do you want to get down? Well, you know, Tim over here has a car that goes down, but he, right. it's very safe and very secure, but he charges way more. We can take the sketchy one, yeah. you know, where they cram a bunch of people stuck on. a couple times. You know, just, it, it doesn't have to be a major factor, but just, I mean, because it's, it's, it's usually fun whenever you get to that point in your adventure where you have to decide how much money you want to spend for passage mm-hmm. and just giving an option of, you know, yeah, it gives you a chance to have, you know, I know that I worked I, I one time in, in high school, went to a building that still had elevator operators. Oh, that's cool. And he was like, the guy who did it, Mike, was really a character, you know, mm-hmm. so that could be your captains. 
you know, so yep. you can have that time to have that quirky captain of the ship. So yeah. there is a sidebar. I just love that you said that because, mm-hmm. okay, so for those of you listening, Josh is not looking at the book. I am looking at the book. Oh, okay. And yeah, that's true. There is a sidebar on this page that says, a note on captains. <laughs> okay. Captains of sailing vessels have magnetic larger-than-life personalities, which are necessary to command the respect and fear and compliance of their crews. Highly capable of either heroism or villainy, captains provide an anchoring non-player character that can keep players invested in maritime stories, whether focused near the docks or even in forays into the city out in the open sea. But that's for another place. Um, so I just right. thought it was neat that you were mentioning these bigger captain characters, and there's a whole note on, like, make your captain characters larger than life. Yeah, you know, and I'm also thinking, remember, we're going to put certain things that the city has to deal with all the time. You know, you're, mm-hmm. you're having that giant bird rock type thing, the the insects. Well, the further away from the city as you travel down, the more of an issue that's going to become. Right. You know, different things that could attack you come off the colossal expanse, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and then, again, to bring it back to the table, right, all kinds of story fodder there, right? What if you get stuck halfway? We've all been on a We've all had the horror of going to like an amusement park and the Ferris wheel gets stuck while you're at the top. Exactly. You know, and kind of play around with that type of idea. I love that. Um, and I also like the idea of having a wharf, a quote unquote air quote that people can't see wharf. Yeah. That's literally just where they load and unload caravans. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it basically to, if you were to look at it, it would look like the docks. It'd look like warehouses and, and, and burly hands loading and unloading stuff. But they're not yeah. loading it onto boats. They're loading it onto caravans and elevators yeah. to move it through the city and cable cars. Like maybe you so. can afford to send whatever cargo you want to go down in one of these skiffs or cars or whatever. But you're going to have to take the actual stairs because mm-hmm. you can't afford passage. You know, whatever. There's so many. Sure. Again, I think I'm more now thinking in, in the bring it to the table concept because there's so many little adventure hooks. you. Well, can I use. love the I mean, any, well, it's the same thing with like Eberron and rail car and like mm-hmm. trains. Yeah. You know, any sort of mass transportation vehicle becomes a great opportunity for role playing yeah. and for just adventure. Well, the Think visual of, too, just the the mm-hmm. visual that you could describe looking up and seeing all these different multicolored and these somewhat elaborate ones, you know, we could flesh it out, you know, a little bit more. But I like the idea too that you just keep expanding this quote unquote wharf to say, mm-hmm. oh no, you know, take your cargo with me because when you hit the ground, I have the safer passage to get you. Think of a combat encounter in a large elevator car yeah. with bad guys that cut one corner cable. And so yeah. every, as you move, the cable car shifts and there's mm-hmm. crates. And so one of the um, one of the elements of difficulty to the encounter is shifting cargo that can yeah. slam into people depending on which direction the car rocks. Yeah, I can hear the fighting. John Williams score in my head right now. It's very Indiana Jones. No, totally, yeah. <laughs> um, we could also have, let's see, waterfront work. We have boardwalks and piers, naval bases. We don't really have a naval base. Um, courier outposts. We do have a thing about sending mail, mm-hmm, uh, fishmongers mm-hmm. and marina. Yeah. So uh, lots of small stalls, street gamblers, trading companies. Here's a thing on chartering a vessel, which we would chartering our elevators, both yeah. the cars going between the bridges and going down to the river and going down to ground level where there's places to go ground, down to ground level. Yeah. <clears throat> We've also got the chapter, the section also talks about criminal elements, which can be uh, smuggling. This is where you, you can work in your smugglers and things mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. So that's really cool. And you're, you're basically the people who take advantage of other people in various, you know, commerce style ways. Yeah. And you can have chases across the roofs of the various, you know, mm-hmm. like as they all kind of maybe arrive, you can kind of jump from one to the other. And I mean, yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff. Yeah. There's nothing worse. 
than than DMing characters jumping over. Oh, I'm just going to jump from one bridge to the other Ugh. because <laughs> it's because you got to make them roll, that, and that one means you die. Yeah, like there's, there's there always yeah you know, that's true. You'll always read people say like don't don't put cliffs near your level one through four characters because right. realistically they're just going to get knocked off and they're going to die. Because <laughs> roll an athletics check one. Yeah. Well, that's why a one's not an auto failure, but it, you know, level ten, eleven, your athletics is probably you know yeah. doing a little better unless you're the wizard. Right. Okay, so that's our our docks district. I see our docks district as not being on the main bridge. We've got three three and a half bridges to work with, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Two small. I'm going to call them small. They're not small. Two small. One very large, and one half. Yep. I see our docks as being. Uh, on one of the smalls. Okay. Like yeah. everything kind of gets like that's because I imagine the the upper echelons of people of the city on the main bridge. Right. I imagine things like residential, commercial and things like that pushed to the side bridges. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Yeah. You know, with little, you know, exceptions with here little and there. Exceptions yeah. here and there like higher class districts on the main main span is probably fine. Yeah. So after the docks district, Josh, is the government district. A government district comprises any sections of the city containing institutions where most authoritative policies are legislated, adjudicated, and enforced. This is where government buildings are. This is where the rulers meet. Um, at the same time, an egalitarian merchant oligarchy might have an open government district with shops. We don't have that. Um, but this is... So when we were talking about how they settled the city, they would have settled it at the center of the main bridge first. Mm-hmm. And they would have fortified that and then slowly built out from there. Right. So I imagine that the main seat of government is right there at the center of the main bridge. Sure. Yeah. And With, then you know, it, little... right above it is the flying castle. Yeah. And then various um, offices. And that kind of spread out. Yeah. But then that's got a protective element to it because those are the original walls. Maybe there's like historically there's, you know, how there's like parts of Hadrian's wall that still are yeah. up. Maybe there's like a... Here we have one of the first walls built by the first settlers of Point Reach in this mm-hmm. preserved segment. And it's got a magical dome yeah. over an ancient piece of wall that's like literally just like rubble stacked up. Yeah. Got to have like a Maginot wall to keep yeah, exactly. the version of that. And it was to keep the trolls out, but they went around. <laughs> so. um, could have guild halls like mm-hmm. the, for the main guilds. Okay. Would that would here. fall under the government auspices then? I, I mean... It, if you they consider would be near that it, yeah. it'd be they'd be near it because yeah. even if the guilds aren't directly involved in the government governance of the city, I imagine that the more powerful member of guilds mm. would have sway. Sure, totally. Um, which also is going to explain why upper class districts for residential are also in the main bridge mm-hmm. because nobody wants to travel too far. And that's the thing is like traveling is not something that in people in Point Reach value, in my opinion. Okay, yeah. No, we. I think we talked about that last time, didn't we? Yeah, they're like, yeah. this is the safe place. I don't like to go very far from yeah. here. Mm-hmm. So, um, let's see. Yeah, the, let's see, trade houses. A city's political structure provides the predominant influence on the layout of government districts. When designing a government district, choose locations that best convey the nature of the government and the city's rule. Um, oh, I see. This is where you design where they rule based on what kind of rule it is. So, we have this council that we have decided on of the most learned people in the city yeah that's going to be some sort of a meeting hall i would assume yeah in a converted in you something know, that's converted yeah something really symbolic right like this mm-hmm. is this is built around this is the the rock where we where the communities first came together exactly exactly yeah. yep. you're now on the platform 
What's the right. platform? Well, the platform was right, something. Right. We had, well, what could it be? Um, would they have maybe they would have br- maybe brought something with them? Um, we've already got the thing where all the magic that went in their flying ships is holding the castle up, but um, with maybe a couple of things reinforcing the bridges so that they don't ever collapse. But let's see. This is where the audience loves to listen to us stare off yeah. into the corner. Well, I mean, we did pretty good with coming up with the the, the elevator thing on the fly. Yeah, exactly. Um, maybe some sort of symbolic object thing. How about it's a? How about the table is made from like a flat stone that had been used to shelter the first people that came together? Sure. You know. Maybe it's, it's like Plymouth Rock. It's a rock from when they literally washed up on shore. Right. Something symbolic that represents mm-hmm. shelter and coming together. We also could do something and say like here here is like a piece is it's something that's built from the a piece of every hull of every ship right. that was used in the founding of the city and then magically preserved. Because we can always go, it's been magically preserved. Yeah, that's true. The ships eventually were not able to be kept together with mending spells and everything. But maybe we make some legendary council that and way back when came and and they have some real humble seats and the current leading council still sit in those same oh, that's humble good. preserved seats to mm-hmm. always symbolize to remind us that we while the city is grand now right we were all frightened and we were all huddled and afraid in the dark at one time yeah ooh yeah very governmental like it's it's very uh, political and but also to you know very much it sounds very much like a tactic to keep community together, you know, to create mm-hmm. a, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, businesses in this district, there might be information brokers, inns, merchant guild, enclaves, representatives, and taverns and public houses um, because politicians like to drink at sure. the end of their day. Well, we, we, you know what? We definitely have to go like the British version, like the parliament version where we have like an incredibly grand tavern attached to the government yes. meetings that, you know where they argue all day and then they go have a drink together yeah. or when they just can't figure it out they all go out and have a drink but like that's actually cool like to just really add it and make it a very elaborate place you know like pearl and make it crazy. as a reminder yeah. that they, once again that the point of point reach is it's a place where everyone came together yeah over a pint over a pint they, they call this a pint it comes <laughs> in pints all right um municipal buildings an archive uh storing Ancient ner- learning about the foundation of the city. That's going to be real important. Yeah. The would archive. that be in the university or would it be separate well, That's from in it? the municipal district. That's in this government mm. district. Now, I believe that there's going to be... Is the castle, the, is the floating castle with the Magic Academy part of the government district? Or is it its own thing? I think you I mean, could argue that it's part of the government district. It is. It would... Well, especially if we're going to talk about records. Yeah, I mean, it would be because it would, mm-hmm. yeah, it would have to be part of the government district. And maybe that's why the archives are kept Or maybe it straddles both since it floats into like an educational, you know, it, right. it, maybe it's, I mean, it floats. It could actually cover. We could have it floating between the bridges, not directly above the main bridge. Yeah. Maybe it's flex is that it floats over four primary districts. And it's just mm-hmm. like, you may be commerce and you may be government or whatever, but when you look up. You don't there see the are. sky. Yeah. yeah. Um, a college. See, this is why I'm saying like the college. Yeah, the college. Archive, would, yeah. Oh, that's part of the municipal? Part of the government. Yeah. Okay. Well, then, okay. Yeah. Then it's over um, the government. Courthouse, foreign embassies, gallows. Yeah. Um, does Point Reach have capital punishment, Josh? No. Point Reach just sends you down to the verge and sees how you do. <laughs> I, I, exile. I mean, exile in Estrock is horrible. Right. So yeah. I can imagine that working. 
And that would jail. be part of like an understanding too with the people down on the ground because they're not just going to dump criminal element down on the people on the ground and say, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. However, it would be interesting to see if you get exiled, you get retried. Again, bringing it to the table. That would be interesting if like when you get down to the verge, the folks on the verge are like, well, okay, you've been exiled, but why'd they exile you? You know what I mean? Like, oh, were you using a bunch of magic? Yeah, they don't like that. What were you doing? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. you know what? That's okay down here. However, you know, it'd be interesting. Again, story can we talk about life. the jail? Yeah, do we have to? Jail. Yeah, yes, I think we have to talk about jail. Yeah, because it's for a good solid adventure hooks. You got to have jails. Yeah. Now, I, I sort of want to steal a little bit from George R. R. Martin. Okay. What if the jail is built hanging on the underside of the bridge? Oh, okay. Yeah, is that and like, that's in there was like the sky to, prisons. That's in reference to the, oh the oh. Eerie, eerie oh the eerie yeah where they I would don't just remember it very well again I read it and I didn't care that's for the right. show but, so they would um, put you in the room but and like, one of the walls is wide open but like yeah. it's wide open to a plummet to a you plummet you to your death the bottom yeah and I also right. love that in the book he describes it that the floors are ever so slightly tilted towards yes. the opening yeah so that it's, you always feel like you're going to roll out of it that's diabolical yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's just a thought. Maybe That's the a great prisons idea. could be built upon the underside um, to remind yeah, I mean, the people in the prison. Yeah, when you get sent to prison. So, like, jails would be different, but, like, prison is... Yeah. Yeah. But then again... The normal jails, like the drunk tanks and things like that, are small. They're but guard given the world that we're building city. here, though, like, if you were, where would you put somebody dangerous? Or somebody that well, no one would have an interest in? Because a dangerous person's probably going to know how to... They're going to go, oh, well, look, Well, that's where we... See, when we say, like, oh, exile, but... At the same time, the if someone's a murderer, like say someone's like a mass murderer, you got to jack mm-hmm. the ripper in Farpoint or right. Farpoint, Point Reach. Yeah. And they're just, I can't imagine this being like, okay, well, just go live in the woods. How about they found some portal and they drop you in it? They don't know where it goes. Ooh. They know it doesn't send you anywhere. Maybe that portal was a failed experiment at getting off of Estorok. Yeah. So when they and drop they were you able in to create there, some sort of portal, but it doesn't go off. Yeah. We're, we're not sure. We don't we're know not where sure it goes. that it kills you. But we do know that everything that goes in is no longer our problem. Oh, that'd be I that'd like be funny that. because that's told. That's a very politically thing too. You know, it's like the um, it's like the firing squad. Only one person's got bullets. We're sending you through mm-hmm. the you know, so you don't know who it's actually. N- it's did not it. that one person has bullets. They all have bullets except one of them. One of them has blanks. That's right. So that they all can. So that you all can can conceivably go. I might not have been the one that shot him. Right. So um, either way, reverse. It's the same problem. Oh, I love this. I yeah. love the 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 unknowable. Arc. How would they know where that it's not a way off the the world? How would they know that? Um, they probably would have experimented trying to send things through it, and all they got were glimpses of something horrific. And then they're like, "Yeah, that didn't work." But then they couldn't make it go away. Something with the magic. Well, Maybe they almost it almost be fun to too, make the portal if, because I'm, I'm still. It'd almost be fun too, is if you're throwing them through there and they end up going to that void that that the demon city's built around, mm-hmm. and then they could come out and you know then you could play with do they just get devoured or do they get made some kind of an offer by the elder god that's in there, or do you demon snag them and you know they could put them into their armies? I mean, a lot of cool or does stuff. it teleport them to just Oblivion. a different part of the planet? Yeah, just sticks them somewhere else far away. That'd be interesting too, because then you could have someday you know yeah, because we bring travels. that back to the table, you have that as a story hook. Yeah. Like you guys are there and then there's an emergency and your only choice is do you all jump through. And then as a DM, you can just be like, well, here's where it takes you. Right. And maybe it doesn't take you anywhere consistently. <sighs> maybe it's so mixed up it could drop you anywhere. But it the doesn't other, uh, 
but it's a one-way trip. That's the only thing. And the other thing you could do is you could say that they tried to create a portal off-world and they ended up creating one that was just a constant cycling portal that just showed different areas of Estorok, mm-hmm. but they were only able to make it one way. So it's constantly shifting between a tundra, a temperate, uh, a desert, and all this other stuff, and you just get shoved through, and wherever you end up is where you have to survive. Yeah. So all we know is that it's far away from here. Yeah, and you're you're not likely to come back. Exactly. But again, story and hook, maybe one day they do. Somebody does. Ex- you know. oh. yeah. Maybe there's an entire group of people who have gathered and they want revenge on the city for being put through the portal. Sure. The descendants of... Oh, the descendants of the criminals. Their criminals, yeah. It's their whole their culture is based built around the opposite, you know, of Oh, I like that. Yeah. yeah, a lot of stories. So that's a good way. That's a good story hook. Mm-hmm. Um, meeting houses, parliamental and congress house, and a public amphitheater. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Uh, municipal offices like court offices currency exchanges notary publics pardon sellers property offices and tax offices so like the 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 boring bureaucratical offices that you do end up using in your game you're like here where this is where you go to turn in a bounty Yep, that kind of thing there's plenty of bounties in D. &D. there is all right and then there's a whole section on participating in politics which we don't have to go over here because that's for more like how you'd run the game um and then the fact that there's residential homes, but they're aristocrats, nobles, barristers, lawyers, lobbyists, representatives, merchants, politicians, service providers, and other special interest groups. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then there's a whole thing on how law works, and um, I don't say we. I say we don't jump right into how law works. We're we'll probably do some sort of a present your defense. Yeah. We present the evidence against you, and the judge determines whether or not you're guilty. Yeah, it's it. That's just something that. Yeah, that's fine. It's basically how every fantasy one works, right. especially. And again, you have access to things like Zone of Truth. And yeah, it's like a little that. weird. It, to, that, it's always been a sticking hook in every D and D game. Well, they can just Zone of Truth you. Yeah. But, except you can make a saving throw. Why don't they just do that? Why isn't that just how we have them do? Their... Because you can make a saving throw. Hmm. Hmm. You can make a saving throw, and then not when I'm there's nullamancers sure. around. Well, the nullamancers wouldn't be able to stop you from saving. Yeah, that's true. A saving they throw be able to stop you from saving throw. So. Yeah, well, okay. <laughs> I don't have to come <laughs> back <laughs> to that. And then there's a bunch of story hooks. I really like all the story hooks. So when this gets written out, we sh- again we should do an episode where we're just writing story hooks. Yeah, we have the whole city document. We'll mm-hmm. go through the whole thing and be like, here's some story hooks. Here's some story hooks. Yeah. All right. This one I don't think should be very hard. Guard district. Um. So that's just a district where. What is that? The guard district entail? varies greatly depending on the city's size, location, economics, trade goods, and citizenry's disposition towards policing. <laughs> Smaller towns likely don't have an organized guard, though some might. Um, let's see here. Larger cities might have a local guard that functions on behalf of the city's leadership and might host the royal military or contingent of the Queen's Guard. In many cases, the more professional guard organizations have a headquarters, prison, or perhaps even a barracks to house the guard members. So I would assume that on the main bridge, off of the government district is probably the guard district. Yeah. I don't think there's an army. No. I never I first I've never pictured there being an army just because I also haven't pictured this being a thing of states that are close enough and or bothering to wage war. Is that boring? Um could we be. Already, we've already said that other like small settlements have formed their own independent nations. Mm-hmm. And again, 900 years is plenty of time for a giant population boom. Yeah. Um that's true. How so just I mean, I guess I'm. I mean, we definitely would have guards. I think there's definitely a guard force. There we would have to come be, up with a name. Do you, you know, do but do we have a standing military force? 
I mean, yeah, we would have to have a standing military force. I think it's you a sort dangerous of have to. planet. It's a dangerous place. Yeah. You know, who knows if there's some mega uber super ancient, you know, dragon out there who's been building so, an army forever. I mean, who knows? Would it be cons- conscripts or would it be standing? I don't know if those are two opposites. Conscript is when be, you force somebody to it's Well, it's, yeah, it's a less or, kind draft. Okay, so like is there is it the army where it's sort of like you you volunteer to be called up should the city need it? Should the so should like the so I I could see it being having a standing army of a certain size, but almost everyone is you know I'm picturing kind of like an is an Israel type thing, you know some sort of military service may be required because at any given point, so everyone's capable of being called up militia wise. I'm sitting here thinking we're our Foreland Peninsula is not because we're not really thinking about like a country. Mm-hmm. It's not a nation. Yeah, but then I was like, you know what we're creating is we're creating like ancient Greek city states. Yeah, that's true. We're functioning basically with city-states instead of... So, like, all of our nations, quote-unquote, are centered around a settlement point. So, right, like, Last again, Call be- is a small city-state that it works in affiliation. It has a treaty with mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Point Reach, which is the largest... Point Reach, which is our Athens. Yeah. And, you know... Yeah. Okay. So, I, but I actually think it's kind of cool that yeah, the Portland Peninsula that is, is now populated yeah. with city-states. Mm-hmm. So, now that's canon. Yeah. We'll just establish the cannon. Um, this has some guard barracks, guard stations, headquarters, kennels for the flying beasts and the dogs and everything. Mm-hmm. A prison, sentry boxes, stables, etc. Blacksmiths, iron forges, um, tavern, boarding houses, and then we have adventure hooks. So yeah. again, one, when we write this out, you can go through. What's cool about this book is you can go through and like, all right, we're do, developing the guard district. Oh, that's right. And it takes the time to remind you of the kind of different buildings and places you would find in there. Okay. So you can yeah. put like notable places. Here's the, this, here's the, you know, it's Discworld. Here's the mended drum. It's the mm. bar where all the guards go to. It's guard bar. Okay. You know? Yeah. That's totally right. fine, yeah. And then that's good at the table. Like, oh, well, yeah, you find a great tavern. You Like, oh, we're just coming into Point Reach. Well, we want to find a tavern. Okay, we'll roll an investigation check. And they roll real low. And they're a bunch of criminals. That, you know, right. you say, you find a tavern. It's called the Mended Drum. Go on in. And they walk in. And they're like, sla- and they're all, maybe they're all wanted. Yeah. And then they, they look around and everyone's wearing a guard cloak. Yeah, and they're like, oh, crap. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. You have the records. And everyone looks over at them. Yeah. There's actually someone just sits there with a record. They don't exactly play. They just don't to scratch it, just it scratch at those it, moments. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Such a posh city. <laughs> and again, all these cool adventure hooks. Mm-hmm. Next is our market district. Now okay. imagine the market district being on the side bridges. Yeah. Didn't we like? No, we didn't talk about that. Okay. No, a market district is literally. Um, it is a market district serves a very simple but vital purpose. It's the purpose of trade goods and services. Um, it's a. You know, there's lots of things. It's building, it's clusters of carts on the street, it's, you know, open air markets, general goods stores, permanent market stalls, um, listing the other things here, permanent shops and storefronts, temporary markets, and then there's examples of separate separate kinds of shops. So do you imagine there being a primary market district and then also shops scattered around the sure. different areas? That's right. what I sort of thought. Yeah. Like, I think, that, I mean, most cities kind of function that way, though, don't they? I mean, yeah, ones, you've got yeah. to, it's the shopping district. Yeah, you're going to have a shopping district, but you can still shop other places. Like, well, you have to. Yeah. If the shopping district's on one bridge and you live on the farthest bridge from it, right. you're going to, and, and you know what? On our broken down bridge, our underbelly bridge there down mm-hmm. at the bottom, maybe they've got their own black market. 
So, oh yeah, totally. That's where you go. Yeah. You go to the so, fancy district, and you're like, "Yeah, I'm looking for a sword." And like, "Oh, here we have this blade." Blah blah blah. No, I want something else. Yes, I want one that drips poison and blood. Yeah, exactly. So, well, I certainly wouldn't know where you'd get something like that. And only that you. But can, if and I did, the only way down to that bridge is using one of those that the lift run by one-eyed Jack over there. Yeah, exactly. And his his lift is questionable. Right. And it costs an arm and a leg, literally. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get that on. Uh, so that's a market district. I think that's pretty easy to, to yeah. lay out. Yep. Religious districts. Now, when whole... people settled here, we'd have a whole bunch of different people, a whole bunch of different faiths, all their belief in all these demigods. Mm-hmm. The religious district is where you find demigods wandering around in plain clothes, hiding in sure. plain sight. Yeah, totally. And all and over. I, I and mean, I but still... we would have like, we actually would have like the Congress of Divinities, like a represent, like almost like that's like your temple. Mm-hmm. You know, but that would be more close to the municipal because they would want to be closer to centers of power. Mm-hmm. You know, same so like do anything. You en- do you envision the, the, the rank and file people of Estrock knowing about the Congress of Divinity? I mean, they wouldn't call it that, but yes. I mean, they, they know, well... They know there's beings of power. They know there's beings of power. Because the problem is, is that if enough people believe in them as gods, right? they would become gods. Because that's the nature of the world How we've they created. they know that they're amalgamations? Well, that's... that's yeah. well, yeah, exactly. But so then the they, fact so they don't see them as real gods. They all still know about the actual primals. Okay. I don't know what to figure that out. Yeah, that's what I was sort of thinking. Like we want to make sure that the demigods stay distinctly weaker than the primals. Like the primals are those mm-hmm. weird like that art you sent me, that the really weird. I know I like want to write art. that guy. Can we just always say that our primals look like those? Yeah, Angel we need to do a link to his that. art. We need yeah, to find his name. If, so for those of you listening, we found an artist who does fantasy art of these realistic uh godlike beings but they are presented in a way that makes them very cosmically scary well they're um, literally so um my wife had the like i said my wife had the oracle card set and they're all named after literal angels so ugh. he has azoriel he has you know his versions and they're all like haunting the all they're all the kind that you would expect to appear and go do not be afraid right they play off of you know you've seen the old, you know we talked about the old renaissance pictures of what angels looked like and how they mm-hmm. were just terrifying but still somewhat goofy because they were renaissance but this guy's like no i'm gonna really do them <laughs> you know like, and he does, this is what they he, does like. he does a great job they're amazing yeah it's so we'll have a link to that it's angelarium.net or something like that angelarium okay find put a note there. note in the show notes yeah but i also like the idea that i i just really like the idea of there being like one niche temple that people maybe think is kind of weird a little bit mm-hmm. um and the high priest is actually one of these demigods and he just doesn't let anyone know it. Yeah, he's like a broker for the others. Yeah, he's just he's just a dude. He's, yeah. you, everyone thinks he's just a dude, but yeah. he's really not. I just love that idea. Like, just writing it in as a secret. Yeah. Because if you bring that to the table. Let's say you've got a demigod pretending to be a mortal running their temple. Mm-hmm. That means when you're role-playing with that character, yeah. that character has a different style of interaction with the players. And the players might say, I want to make an insight role. This guy's acting weird. And then you can give them little, just little hints here and there. Mm-hmm. And then there's always the, I try to try to steal from them. Because there's always, I, I know I don't run evil characters and I don't allow murder hobos. Right. But I know there's plenty of them out there. There's evil parties. There's murder hobo parties. They should be able to go, you know what? I'm going to steal from this guy. Okay. His, you know, it's and it, the little old, like, you know, rotund old man is mm-hmm. really a, a CR-19 demigod. Right. And that goes back to our, you know, our dragon lance of our youth, because like Fizban. Fi- oh, exactly. You know, it's just this like This is Fizban. the divine version of Fizban. Yeah. 
um, where you know something isn't quite, and they just give you bigger and bigger chunks, and you're like, wait a second. Oh, I never even thought that's exactly where this comes from. Yeah. It's probably is exactly where this comes from is the idea of Fizzban. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't know who Fizzban is, it's uh, Dragonlance, spoiler here, Yeah, from 35 30 years, years ago. ago. Fizzban is a doddering old wizard who fireballs at inappropriate times, who turns out to be the human avatar of the god Paladine, which is is and is not bahamut yeah it gets a little confusing but yeah ultimately he's the good guy god he's the good guy platinum dragon god who's shares every similarity with bahamut except the name right no i think he is now he is now a version well they've done the dragon multiverse thing yeah i think with the dragon multiverse thing he has but i think in previous editions they did make him no longer they made paladin and takisa separate do you say paladin and not paladine do you Uh, say paladin and Pal- you know it's Paladine it was the first, it, and again, Tachesis. It was how I heard it. I can't do Tachesis, and I will, I will, I will take the stone. I will take the stoning for Paladine, but that's because somebody I know. That's what, how they told me to pronounce it. Sure, but Paladine makes I, more sense. I, you know what? Fantasy names are. We're all. Mm-hmm. T- we learned them as as children hiding in our rooms reading our fantasy escape right. novels, yeah. and we didn't have anyone reading it to us. I struggled. Audible with wasn't a thing. Though. Takasis is hard. I said Takasis. Takasis. I always said Takisis. Oh no, wait. No, that's what I said. I said Tak I said Takisis. Yeah. I said Takisis and Paladine. Right. I mean there so. could be an entire episode. Just we could come up with lists of different names and just Do you say Karaman or Karaman? I always said Karaman. I think I always said Karaman. Yeah. And I said Majir for their yeah, last I always name. said Majir as well. Is that so not right? Raceland and Karaman Majir. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I always said. And Tanis, not Tanis. Yeah, I always said Tanis. Uh yeah. Anyway, this is not a how to pronounce Dragonlance names podcast. Right. So now I want to reread Dragonlance. Yeah. So um, authority. So we might have things in a religious district like specialized religious police and things like that. Monuments, temples, healing. Probably lots of places to get healing done here. Like mm-hmm. this is your hospitals is run in your religious districts. Right. And things like that. Maybe each bridge has its own minor religious district with its hospitals and temples and shrines. I also like the religious district being like the espionage district mm-hmm. you know that's just because there's so many demigods there fooling around with everything that's where you go for information you probably could you probably could because the trickster the trickster amalgamation demigod is there too mm-hmm. yeah so he lives his temple is underneath in the sewers beneath the religious district oh yeah that's now canon <laughs> yep there you know the the trickster the trickster god is beneath yep. um after that is the residential district which is exactly what it sounds like it is neighborhoods, places where people live, um, working class things like blacksmiths, uh, shanty, you know, all the way up from upper class down to lower class. And they're kind of spread out amongst that have everything. primary schools? I believe so, that you would have like some sort of like educational system where people get a basic education. In a fantasy world, I imagine there being a basic level of education that's probably equivalent to like the Industrial Revolution right. style. Uh, like- you. Everyone you get trained can read up to and 11, 12, read, yeah. write, you know, reading, writing, and arithmetic, and then right. off you go into the world. Mm-hmm. If you show potential, you can go on to further academic studies to become, you, maybe you get sent to the higher education, which is in the central district, and then from there, if you show promise, et cetera. Right. Um, and then we also, part of this can be our residential district on the Broken Bridge, mm-hmm. which is a shantytown, dangerous, yeah. you know, the shades from Ankh-Morpork. 
Yeah, that's where the trouble comes. Bathhouses, city watch stations, coach houses, congressional halls, cottages, courier offices, firehouses, flop houses. This is for the living section. This, yeah, hospitals. Okay. There could be like hospital sections, mm-hmm. houses, libraries, livery stables, museums, nursing homes, orphanages, row houses, sanitariums, shacks, and shrines. Yeah. So okay. that's cool. That's like so. If you are government and guard and merchant district and uh, gov- your government and guard districts are on the main bridge with some residential districts mm-hmm. your side bridges maybe there's a religious district that's for like the big temples mm-hmm. um and then you have uh in the smaller bridges residential uh merchant and religious districts yeah and then also probably my favorite sewer underbelly districts mm-hmm. so we have sewers in the colossal expanse they're yep. underneath the surface yeah so uh cities founded on hard stone they're engineering. Oh, we can put like all sorts of stuff. Like again, hanging like in the maybe. There's like a secret. I just like the idea of there being criminals that like swing. Right. You know, they get away. Stop that thief! And he literally jumps off the side of one of the bridges, and everyone goes, "What the heck?" Yeah, they're like parkour maniacs. Yeah, they're parkour maniacs, and they mm-hmm. use magic and cables, and it's totally not three dimensional, three uh, D maneuvering gear from Attack on Titan. Right. <laughs> it's totally not, and but it's also it's, not the underground. Um, city from Attack on Titan either. It's all, I don't know what that is, but because I only know enough to watch that they use cables and they Spider-Man around. Mm-hmm. My, but, the the best character on the show, the coolest one, Captain Levi, comes from their other their underground city. Okay, which is their seedy underbelly. Again, I still trophy and it's cool mm-hmm. for a reason. Exactly. Know. Yeah. So we're gonna have a, a so it's gonna be centered on that broken bridge. It's going to have elements up in the sewers of the other bridges. Mm-hmm. And it's also where we're going to find our cults. Yep. It's going to be where we find our our terrorists. Yeah, it's going to be the dark. exactly. They're mm-hmm. all in the underneath, and that's going to be a ton of really cool hooks. And then you can determine, like, hey, this merchant house in the merchant district is actually a front, and if you go underneath it, it leads to a sewer system right. because it's part of a criminal organization. And they also so we get to have, develop the criminal organizations. Yeah, and they would also have like dangerous magics down there because that's what caused the thing to collapse in the first place. Exactly. Well, yeah. I also so here's do you want to hear a little bit of story that gives away some secrets okay. for the world? Uh, this was an idea I had. What if the criminal organizations or a group of criminal organizations are blamed for the hundreds of years ago the collapse of that bridge Mm -hmm. but in reality it was the academy proper right that was experimenting Mm -hmm. and blamed it it was like it was a you know they they sunk it and then they blamed it on a group this is not a 9-11 truther analogy right i just thought that could be a 9-11 truther analogy and that's not what i'm going for well, again, so maybe I don't want to do that. Th- that's not up to us. But I also like the idea that maybe the the most storied of the organizations, the one that took the blame for it, mm-hmm. um, also uses that as essentially they must have some kind of proof. Uses that as right. kind of a legacy leverage. of leverage, and that's why they don't just take the various more powerful magical forces and just purge the whole. Well, you could also totally do a thing where maybe an entire adventure is built around trying to find evidence of. What really happened? Because well, how far yeah. back in the past do you think that bridge was collapsed and all those? I lives mean, not were lost? the entire length of the right. It's not nine hundred um, years ago. I imagine that it was like maybe a hundred, two hundred years I was, ago. I was just about to say about like one hundred and fifty years or so. Okay, so, so it's so that it's raw enough. Sure. If you think yes. about it, we're still not even to a hundred years since World War II. Well, I mean, especially if we have long lived 
beings. It, well, that's true. Yeah, that's true. So, the, so 150 always, years thereabouts. It's enough time um, for everyone to move on, but you know, um, maybe even forget somewhat, but not forgive. Exactly. Yeah. And we've got things like we talked about the fact that there is a demonic element in the city mm-hmm. that is actually known by the people in charge of the city. It needs right. to be there because there's a secret. Yep. Uh, there's a secret handshake deal with um, Oregal and his demons because they keep the aberrations at bay. Mm-hmm. And so there's this constant, yes, there's demon representatives in the city, and then the city is constantly trying to keep them from doing demony things in the city. Mm-hmm. Like, can you just collect what we're doing, working on together, and then go? Yeah. And the demons are like, but I'm hungry today. Yeah. And they go out and they cause mischief and mayhem. Yeah, and then the Nolamancy requiring some degree of demon descendancy some blood some kind of mm-hmm. yeah but no one knows so but no one knows exactly yeah. and then that is i love this there's a big d20 chart on what is found in a sewer <laughs> rogues hangouts oh, the and golgothan. Then all these do you remember dogma hmm? do you remember dogma ah uh, vaguely with the golgothan was that the <laughs> demon the i'm demon. sorry the poop demon yeah the poop this egg. is a family friendly show josh well isn't i'll, isn't, I'll I beep that out. graduated no it's not stop saying it I've never had to beep words out. Well, I don't. Okay. <laughs> All right. No, stupid. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. That brings us to the end of our chapter. It also, I think, brings us to the end of the time we have for yes. this episode. Perfect. So thank you, everyone, so much for listening to our outrageous conversation as right. we just spout off about what's in our imaginary city. Yeah. Um, this was a lot of, if anybody listens to, this is this was a lot of we weren't planning any of this. This the whole, that, this, was, that was the whole point. Yeah. We were going to yeah. just shoot from the hip and see what we could come Again, up with. Again, that Cobalt book really came in I'm, handy. This is a fantastic <laughs> book. Yeah. Um, can't recommend it enough. Yeah, I don't think it would have come together without it the way no, it just God, did. No, God, no. God, no. Um, so if, if any of you are interested in any of our creations, please feel free to, uh, peruse them on our website, which is www.fourthpillaroftplay.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, all spelled out. All spelled out. Um, you can also like or, uh, follow or talk to us on Instagram or Twitter or Mastodon in theory. And mm-hmm. we would love to hear from you. You can also email us at info at fourthpillaroftplay.com. Please don't forget to like the podcast, subscribe to the podcast, rate the podcast. It does us a great deal of help in getting the word of the fourth pillar of play out there. We appreciate you taking your time to listen to us. And hey, you know what, Josh? I look forward more to creating with you. Oh, same here. And <laughs> enjoy Honor Among Thieves, everyone. Enjoy the D&D movie. Yep. We'll talk about it probably, probably next time. I'm feeling strong about it. All right. Yeah. Bye. Good night, everyone. <laughs>